listening to The Building Code. I'm Tom Houghton. Hey everyone, I'm Paul Wirth. And joining us on this episode of The Building Code, we have Matt Daigle, founder of Rise. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Well, we're glad that we could have you on. Uh, right now, we're all uh, cordoned off in our respective houses. So we appreciate the listeners putting up with some audio that may not be completely up to our normal standards, but we appreciate you still tuning in and listening to this podcast. Uh, so Matt, let's get started diving in right away. And for all those listeners who don't know what Rise is, uh, just give us a background on uh, the company. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a few years ago, my all kind of started with a, a bit of a personal story. Um, my wife and I had just bought our first house together and uh, we wanted to renovate it just in time to um, move in and welcome our first kid uh, to the world. So we kind of rushed through it, um, got it all done, um, got it to, a, a, it was probably about 85% done. And um, then we moved in and a month later, our first daughter, Audrey, came along. And it was a really exciting time for us for a few reasons. Um, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have kids, but uh, for for myself, having uh, our first child, it it, it started uh, for me to to ask a lot, of, or I started asking myself a lot of questions, like what type of future are we living behind, uh, leaving behind for her, and um, you know, what type of home did we just renovate for her? Can she thrive in that house? And um, then I also happened to pick up my first power bill, and uh, after this renovation, and uh, unfortunately, our first power bill looked exactly the same as the the power bill before the renovation. So. Here we are with this, you know, brand new house to us. And obviously it, it, the, the place looked really, really nice aesthetically. My, my wife uh, happens to be an interior designer by trade. And so she made uh, sure that it, it looked beautiful. But uh, unfortunately, we weren't saving on the cost of running the house. And uh, so for me, I kind of considered the, the renovation a bit of a fail. Um, and now I've got a kid who, you know, even uh, having painted the inside of the house, is it, is it a healthy home for, for our kids to thrive in? And so you have all these these new questions that are, are coming along and are you you know start asking yourself whether this house really connects with your values or your, your newfound values and um, so that's that's really how, how rise got its start so uh, I kind of figured out that as an average homeowner um, it's really tough to find and to build and, and to renovate a home that is more sustainable um, you know when you're building and renovating there's so many decisions that you need to make um, but how can you make those, um, those, the, the right decisions, um, for you and your family, um, without doing, having to do too much research or having too much headache, um, or having to go through too many contractors who don't really know what they're doing, um, to get it right. So Rise was essentially started on that premise. So if you go to buildwithrise.com, uh, we kind of grew up as a resource for homeowners. So, uh, homeowners can consult our site, um, to get anything from inspiration to uh, content tips, uh, even rebates and incentives from local utilities on how to how to save on specifically on uh, energy efficient uh, retrofits. Uh, and we're always obviously looking to make that experience much more seamless for uh, our homeowners so that um, everybody can have a, a more sustainable home. That's awesome. You know, especially with today's climate, you know, it, it's definitely important to think about how we're impacting the future generation and what we're leaving for them. And I love the idea that you've kind of created this hub. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a hub, but it seems like it's kind of a hub for uh, people to come to one place and get the information that they need and get connected to the people that they need to, to provide this service. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, um, that's essentially the, the, the audience that we've really, um, that, that we really went after. We kind of saw that there is a shift that's happening in terms of how um, homeowners are becoming increasingly involved in the, the build and renovation process. Um, you know, it goes beyond now just picking the types of finishes or furniture that, you know, or the aesthetics that you want within your home. People want to know now, you know, what's going behind the wall, how their home is being constructed, and whether or not it's it is meeting their core values beyond just the aesthetics. So um, it was, you know, it was it was obviously really important for us that whatever site we created, that we we catered catered um, the content and what, whatever was on it, so that any homeowner could kind of go through the information really, really easily. Um, I, I think like that, I, I look back, you know, five, six years ago when I was, I, I was trying to solve my own problem back then. And I, you know, asked my contractor, my contractor didn't really, um, have any answers for me and how, in terms of how we could have had a better renovation. And then I looked online and online was, you know, you're going to end up in some obscure forums that had really technical information or really opinionated information. And, um, uh, that's that's essentially the the, the gap that um, Rise is, is looking to fill in, in terms of um, addressing the, the homeowner. Yeah, man, I think it's a really cool idea, and obviously it's working for you guys. So I guess that begs the question, where do you get source your information to make sure that it's accurate and it's uh, certified, I guess? Sure, yeah. So we um, that was something that was really kind of instilled in um, the almost like – I mean, to, to be honest, it's ingrained in our culture now um, to be a, a trusted authority uh, in the in um, in the sustainable home improvement world. Um, and so, the way that we've been able to do that is we do a lot of research. Um, we have a full writing team, writing and research team, uh, a few editors as well um, that kind of cater all of this information. Um, and we kind of pair that actually with an in-house um, SEO expert. So, if you're familiar with search engine optimization, it's essentially the way for um, Google and, and other search engines to find your content. And um, so, and, and they, they actually prefer um, things that are, 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 the search engines actually prefer things that are, are simpler and, uh, and easier to digest. So um, we've, we've been very intent on, um, on, on building content that, uh, that responds to that. So um, yeah, so, that's that's essentially it. We basically have a, a an in-house team that um, that both I should say in in-house and also freelancers that help us with writing and research. That's awesome. I'm curious if you could speak to like you know obviously the whole purpose of the site is to uh, expand the education about sustainable building and and I guess for those home builders out there or uh, or even the homeowners who are maybe are a little um, apprehensive of, you know, what, what's it going to take to build using sustainable products or what should I be looking for in that sense? Could you speak to maybe what they'd find on the site or, you know, how you guys combat against um, kind of the misinformation or the hurdles that people face? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's something that we, we come across, uh, you know, all the time, you know, um, greenwashing is, is a thing. Um, it's, it's, Unfortunately, over the last few decades, people have almost like preconceived notions of what it means to really be sustainable. And by the way, when I when I say you know the word sustainable, um, there's it's kind of an it's still a pretty obscure term, right? 
Um, so what we've learned is that the term sustainability has different meanings to different people. Um, but we've kind of narrow, narrowed it down to three core um, benefits for the homeowner. And those are benefits uh, for a homeowner's health, a homeowner's wealth, and for the planet. So we're always able to tie back any sort of benefits from products or materials um, for the homeowner back to those, those three core um, values, so to say. Um, and so for, you know, for those homeowners, I think, um, uh, you know, one of the big barriers for folks when it comes to sustainability or one of the myths that's been out there is it's got to be more expensive. And that's something that we, we come across uh, all the time. And oftentimes it's not something that's super very easy to position. Um, I just, I, I recently had a, a, an interview with, um, with another publication actually just yesterday. Um, and we talked about um, roofing and <laughs> how um, it's all in how you position pricing with consumers. And so it's up to our company, uh, uh, Rise, to almost educate homeowners on why it's actually cheaper to buy, let's say, a metal roof versus an asphalt roof. Um, so the sticker cost of an asphalt roof, obviously, is much less, uh, maybe, or maybe just a, a slightly less than a typical metal roof, but a lot of homeowners would just opt for an asphalt roof because it's a pretty unsexy upgrade to your house. You kind of just have to have a roof. It's, it's uh, just one of those necessities. Um, but if we can just position the metal roof as, hey, you're gonna, need to, you're gonna need to replace your asphalt roof four times in order to equal the lifetime that you're gonna get out of your metal roof, um, plus the added bonus of, you know, you can recycle your metal roof at the end of life. Uh, it can be painted. You know, there's all these other great benefits to, um, it's, you know, better for the environment, um, water runoff, these types of things. So when you can better position the real benefits of a product, I think you're, you're, uh, you're in, in a much better place to, um, to uh, have consumers make a, a better choice. Yeah, that makes total sense. W Matt, what would you say are like the top three areas of a renovation, like areas being like a roof or the insulation or even products that today you would recommend or you would sell the value of right now? Yeah, so, I, you know, uh, luckily at Rise, we get to see um, new innovative products um, all the time. So we, we recently, because we've amassed a big enough audience now, we've recently started working with manufacturers um, who make these really cool products and products that are more bent on benefiting the homeowner's health, wealth, and planet. And so um, a lot of innovation happening in the space. Uh, you know, some some trends that we're seeing, um, I'm not going to name like any specific companies or anything like that, but, you know, one thing that comes up for us uh, a lot recently, um, not a specific product, but is more like a, a way of building, and that's prefabs. Um, so, if you think of how the, the vehicle or the car has been built, um, you know, in the last hundred or hundred plus years, we've kind of industrialized or manufactured the way to build a car. We can, we get it in a warehouse and it goes through an assembly line and all this, and, and we've perfected that. Um, but unfortunately, when it comes to homes, we really haven't done the same. And for, you know, for the, for the most part, we still build homes like we did a hundred years ago. Um, and, um, Prefab Homes essentially takes that concept and uh, says, okay, we're going to industrialize the way that we build homes. So you bring all the building within, you know, on, instead of being on site, uh, you build, you know, you build within a warehouse and you also build with a level of precision using, you know, computers and you know, software and hardware 
um, allowing you to build to a precision that's really been that, that's you know unparalleled um, um, on a typical job site. Um, so there there are lots of new uh, you know technology companies working on um, prefab homes and uh, and and bringing those to market. It's also it has a, a ton of um, other benefits as well that maybe aren't so visible, but uh, one thing with building custom homes is that there's so much material waste that happens on site. And, uh, you know, one of the big pluses for prefab homes is that you're able to um, divert all of that and keep it um, on, you know, you're able to recycle a lot of the, the used um, or the spare parts that you might have. And uh, so it has a lot of uh, benefits on the, the material waste side. Um, so that would be one um, prefab homes. Another one, uh, I would say there's kind of like a, a surge happening in, um, I would say, back to nature type of products. We're seeing a lot of innovation on, um, you know, I think typically when you think of innovation, you think of like highly complex, um, lots of maybe chemicals and, uh, you know, complex systems and these sorts of things. Um, but we're actually seeing almost a resurgence of um, back to nature type products. So a lot of innovations happening in the hemp space, as an example, um, hempcrete, hemp wood. Um, these are all, you know, newer, I want to say newer materials, but materials that are, you know, now coming, starting to come to market and they're offering new ways to build and insulate and um, finish our homes in, in ways that are um, impressingly like regenerative and, and, and essentially very good for the environment. So um, that's another trend that we're seeing. Um, and maybe lastly, I, I think uh, having just recently attended uh, the International Builders Show uh, in Las Vegas in, in January, um, there's a lot of talk, I think more than ever, around um, a healthy home uh, and specifically around indoor air quality. So, um, you know, there's more and more talk um, of uh, buildings being increasingly well insulated and sealed. Um, so there's uh, an increasing requirement to have those homes really well uh, ventilated and um, having access to uh, really nice indoor air quality throughout. And, uh, and I think that's something that, you know, touches on a variety of products, um, maybe not just mechanical systems, but um, could also be finishes and uh, that are, you know, lower, um, lower VOC or um, I, actually a really good example. Um, you know, just last year, I, uh, <clears throat> I was lucky enough to go down to California for, for a week. Um, and I visited the first, um, four, the first four home, uh, the first four passive homes in, uh, in Southern California. And, um, you know, something that passive house isn't something that you, you typically see in, in warmer climates as much as you do in, in colder climates, like where I, I live in Eastern Canada. Um, but anyways, uh, during um, my visits with these, these homeowners, and we, we did a few video shoots while we were there as well of, of these home projects, and uh, it was really interesting because without prompting them, all four, four homeowners told me the same thing, um, that during the LA wildfires um, last year, just a year and a half ago, um, it, you know, it, LA at the time, it was blue smoke outside. It was the worst air quality um, uh, or worst city for air quality in, in all of the world at the time. Uh, but yet these uh, owners of, uh, of, of their, their brand new uh, homeowners of, of their passive homes, they noticed that 
inside their homes, they, it was like there was no difference to them. Outside, it was blue smoke, but inside, they had uh, just, a, you know, obviously very well sheltered from the, the elements. And with a, an amazing mechanical ventilation system, uh, they were able to just, you know, have a, a clean and healthy home. So um, just goes to show kind of the importance of, of having um, well insulated and sealed, but also well, well ventilated um, uh, homes. That was a great answer. Um, especially now in this like post coronavirus age, I feel like home health is still going to just be even more important. Um, you know, they're talking about HEPA filters being used on planes to, you know, uh, filter out 99.9% of the particulate matter to try to stop the spread of viruses and things like that. So I'm sure that we're going to continue to see more in this space as we move forward. And obviously your site is just kind of poised right at the starting gate. Uh, right at the uh, the front lines of this uh, this new world we live in, I guess. So, uh, well, well done to you. And obviously, I think I saw on there that you can uh, sign up as a professional. So, for our listeners who are listening right now, who are builders who would like to get involved in Rise, there's definitely an opportunity for them uh, to do that. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, we do uh, local listings essentially for professionals and you can expose your entire professional um, on Rise. So if you have, uh, if you happen to be like a, an architect or designer or, uh, or builder or really any trade and, uh, and have lots of photography and uh, you use lots of sustainable products, um, you know, you can upload your entire portfolio, even tag the photos with the sustainable products that you use. Um, and uh, and get some eyeballs on on the great work that you're doing. Yeah, it's. I was checking out your website before this, Matt. And, and can you talk a little bit through like the? I don't know much about this. The one percent uh, that, that that you guys participate in as it relates to the the giving back. Yeah, for sure. Um, this kind of actually it actually touches a little, uh, back a little bit on your earlier question about you know how um, you know how do you keep how do we keep ourselves credible and. Yeah. And trustworthy and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, for us in, in the very early days, or at least when, when I started the company, I, you know, I was personally inspired by um, a lot of folks um, who were involved in the, what I would call the, the B Corp movement. So B Corporations are kind of like a middle ground between a for-profit and a non-for-profit company. And they focus on the triple bottom lines. So instead of making all your decisions as a company to, um, you know, just to make money, um, you make your decisions to make money, but also to benefit people and the planet. And so as a B Corp, and you have to become certified as a B Corp, and it's quite a lengthy process um, to do so. Um, takes usually six months to a year. Um, and that can be for any existing company or, um, or a new company starting out. And, uh, so, and there's uh, just over 3,000 um, B Corps worldwide now. Um, and, uh, so yeah, anyway, I was inspired by guys like, um, Yvonne Schwinnard of Patagonia and, you know, big companies like Danone or Ben and Jerry's, these are all companies that have actually become B Corps and, um, are really kind of, I would say poster childs of this movement and this, this new way of doing business, this new form of capitalism. And, uh, and it's really exciting. Uh, so just last year in May, uh, our company, we, we, we made that commitment uh, much more tangible and we did become uh, a certified B Corp in, in May of 2019. Uh, and then about six months later, um, we almost like, I want to say double down on that commitment by also committing to 1% for the planet. Um, 
and one percent for the planet is uh, is is a uh, is something that any company can actually sign up for. Uh, it's very 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 quick. It, you don't need to certify it for it or anything like that. But what essentially what it does is, um, you know, you pick a company or a set of companies that you'd like to to uh, to donate to, uh, but you essentially give back one uh, percent of um, of your revenues to environmental nonprofits. Um, and so that that was a big. Uh, again, something that I think we we always wanted to do. Uh, we we were that kind of company already, and uh, anyway, we we made that tangible just uh, just a few short months ago, and uh, it's something that we're we're really excited about being part of. That's really awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah, that's great. I, I was just gonna say, so Matt, so what's next for you guys? You know, we all are sort of looking at the future. Um, whenever some of our current climate uncertainty is done. We're back to normal business. What are some of your company's goals and uh, vision for the next 12 to 24 months? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, for us, we, we in, in I, I guess in, in future words, we still consider ourselves very much a, a startup. So our company is just uh, five years young and uh, we continue to grow and learn. And, um, you know, for us this year, you know, we, we do plan to double our headcount as a company. So, um, hiring more staff, filling more roles, um, growing, continuing to to grow the audience and community that we've amassed today. Right now, we're uh, sitting around 1.8 million uh, annual users. We would like to be at 3 million by the end of this year. Um, so, some big aspirations there. Now, now that we've started working with manufacturers, also growing that side of the business um, and continuing to to talk to big and small uh, organizations who are building uh, products that are better for, uh, you know, people's pockets, people's health and, and, and the planet. So um, I think those are the kind of the, the top priorities. Um, also being a startup, we are, um, we are fundraising. So that's an exciting part of, I think any, any business, especially tech businesses or online businesses is, um, is, is raising money and, and, you know, being able to, to grow at an exponential rate um, while doing this is uh, something that kind of comes back to capital. So that's an, another journey that we're, we're part of this year. Yeah, it's a great time to, to invest in tech right now. How does somebody invest in you guys or start that inquiry? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can, you can reach me directly at my email uh, at matt at buildwithrise.com. Um, you can you know, check us out online. We have uh, at buildwithrise.com and you can, you know, we have just a variety of emails that you can reach out to there as well. Anyone on our team is, we're a we're a pretty tight knit group, so uh, it's it's and it, you know we're pretty we're an open book, so it's really easy to find us. That's awesome. Uh, love what you're doing, Matt. I really think it's super important, and we're so glad that you're doing it for all of us, not just this current generation, but for future generations, and to make our, our world a better place. So that's very commendable, and we would encourage our listeners to go sign up, uh, create an account there, and let's help you get to that new user goal. Uh, that you've set out there, uh, we can definitely try to help move that number a little bit for sure. So we, uh, we thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Matt. Uh, we appreciate you giving us your time and uh, telling us more about Rise and what you guys are all about. And again, love the work that you're doing and just wish you continued success on your journey. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Matt. Good luck with everything. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.